Okay, welcome back to the Author Speaker Podcast.org. Author Speaker Podcast.org. Subscribe at the website, top right hand corner. Subscribe, we'll email you the new episode every week. This comes out once a week, and it will keep you up to date. Okay, so let's talk about planning your first book. I got to tell you guys, nothing gets under my skin more than two things in this industry. When people talk about how easy it is to write a book and sell a book, and people that talk about how easy it is to get paid to speak, because they're just lies. It just isn't true. These are two of the hardest things anyone's ever done in their life. But there's so many people out there that prey upon people that are naive and think, oh, well, if it's so easy to write a book, I'll just write my book in 30 days. And I saw one the other day, oh, you can sell 15,000 copies of your book in the first month. It's like, do you realize how much many copies that is? 15,000 books? The average nonfiction author, you guys, sells 250 books. 250 in a lifetime. A lifetime. Most books suck. They don't sell. It is what it is, okay? Very, very few books ever sell any more than 250 copies. Now, you know, if, you're, if you do it right and you have some luck, you'll sell some books, you know? I mean, you know, I'm not the best writer in the world. I've worked really hard at it, but there are a lot of people that are better than me. I've sold 1.7 million copies of my books over the years, you know? Um, that's not very many compared to some people, but it's a lot more than the average. It's by in the top one-tenth of one percent of all books sold, you know? Um, it's not John Grisham numbers, but if there's any if there's any lesson to be learned from having a successful book, it starts with the planning of the book. And the first question I'd ask you to ask yourself is this. Before you write a word, before you write a book proposal, if you're going to write a book proposal and go for a traditional publishing contract, before you do an outline, anything, ask yourself this question. Who's going to buy it? Who's going to buy the book? You're not writing a book for yourself, hopefully. I mean, if you want to do that, fine. That's something different. But if you want to do this as a commercial venture, who's going to buy the book? Who's the audience? How do you reach the audience? How much is it going to cost to reach the audience? If you're going with a traditional publisher and you think books that are in bookstores are going to do it, um, you're wrong because books, <laughs> bookstores are the worst place to sell books. I know that sounds really funny, but they are. Think how many books are in bookstores. How many of those books actually move? I have books. My books are in bookstores all over the world. And we don't sell hardly, you know, I mean, I wouldn't sell hardly any, but we sell some. But we sell way more online. We sell way more on Amazon. And, uh, and that's true for most authors. I don't know any author it's not true for. That's, so, in other words, you've got to have a market. You have to know where these books are going to sell. There's no reason to write a book if no one's going to read it. You might as well have a journal or a diary and keep it in your safe. You know, so no one knows how crazy you are when they find it. <laughs> Something happens to you or they find it somewhere laying around. Keep it in your safe, you know. But if you're going to plan for your first book, first question is, who's going to buy the book? Okay, second question is, who cares about this book? Why would they care to read it? Why would someone take their precious time after work probably or on a weekend or on a vacation and sit there in their hammock in the Bahamas on vacation drinking out of a, a coconut? With, a, with, a, with watermelon on the side and uh, the umbrella sitting under a palm tree. Why are they going to spend that precious time reading your book? What's so valuable about this book that it's worth writing? You got to ask yourself these questions before. Most people don't. People say, oh, I'll just write a book. You know, I just want to write a book. Uh, you should just write a book. You should really write a book. You're really interesting. Great. Who's going to read the book? 
I've had lots of people say to me over the years, I don't know how many, but an audience is, you know, certainly hundreds and hundreds of people um, who came to a seminar I did or a speech I gave or something like that, or a TV interview I did. And they'll say, you know, you really ought to wrote, write a book about your life story because you've written all these books, you've had the success, you've traveled all the world, you've been on hundreds and hundreds of television shows and media featured you and all these things. You should really write a book like a memoir of your life story. And I say, well, thank you very much. I appreciate the compliment. Here's the problem. Who's going to buy a book on my life story? <laughs> okay. Yes, I've had some success. A lot of people have had success. They don't read books. They don't write books about it. Okay. If you're Tom Cruise, you write a book about your life story, probably someone would want to read it. I think I'd want to read it, see, see the craziness of his life and the success, though the crazy success and all the rest of it, right? Um, that would be something different. But I have to ask myself, would anyone really read it, you know, want to read a book about my life story? I don't believe they would. Maybe down the road something happens where they would. Right now, I wouldn't bet anything on it, okay? I'm not sure I'd want to read my own life story. You know, my mother probably wouldn't read my book. So, uh, you know, so that's what you have to ask yourself. Is, is, there, is there anyone that wants to consume this information? Now, if you write a book on something that, that you know, it's got great interest in the public, well, then there's your answer. Write a, write a, I want to write a book on cryptocurrency. You know, I think it's the next big thing, let's say. And I know something about it. Okay, well, then that answers the first question. Who cares about the content? Well, people that are in cryptocurrency, maybe younger people. Uh, you know, they're looking at the banking system and the monetary system, and they think there's an alternative, and this might be the alternative, and et cetera, et cetera. Okay, great. You're going down the right path. Now the now that now that looks like there might be something to it. Okay, let's say you determine there's something to it. Now you're planning, you're writing your first book. First thing you want to do if you're going to actually do it is I would recommend is decide on the outline of the book. Ask yourself what what are the chapters in this book? What's the structure? What are the stories? How am I going to put this thing together? How am I going to write it in a way that people will want to consume it? Easy to read, right? Um, fun, entertaining, to the point, good content, maybe shocking, um, ex you know, interesting, all those things. You've got to hold their attention. Just like when you give a speech, you've got to hold their attention. So what I have people do is I, and you don't have to take this advice because there's different ways to do things for sure. But Mark Victor Hansen, who sold Chicken Soup for the Soul, God knows how many copies they're up to now, you know, 500 million, whatever it is, him and Jack Canfield. Mark Victor Hansen and I were working one time in Mexico City. We were speaking at a convention together. This is 20 years ago, probably. And uh, I was going on first and Mark was going on second and Bob Proctor was going on after us. And we were backstage and... And Chicken Soup for the Soul was just cranking. It was just pretty new. It wasn't totally new, but it was six, seven, eight years old, whatever, 10 years old. And Mark had done really well, and, and Jack Canfield, of course. And, uh, and I said to Mark, I said, I'm writing my first book. Any advice? And Mark said, yeah, I do. This was literally like a five-minute conversation before I went on stage. And because uh, if, you, if you know, if, you're, if you've been backstage before at a speaker at a convention, you know it's crazy back there. You know, everyone's running around, mic and people up doing this, doing that. You know, there's a lot of tension. It's, 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 a, it's a big deal. It was a, it was a large convention as well. So Mark just said, yeah, make it easy to read. The harder it is to write, the easier it is to read. Work hard on it. Write short chapters. Get to the point. Not a lot of fluff. Okay. He said, think of, I'll never forget this. He said, think of USA Today, the paper. He said, short articles, full color, design, kind of boxed off in different modules. So it's easy to read. It's friendly to read. 
And also, one chapter doesn't have to lead to the next. In other words, you don't have to read chapter 2 to understand chapter uh, 3. It's not linear. It's not written in linear fashion. And he gave me all this, these little pieces of advice like that, and I based my whole first book, 177 Mental Toughness Secrets of the World Class. I, that was my first book, and that book still sells every day all over the world 20 years later. I based that book on what Mark Victor Hansen told me. It's funny because we were speaking at Bob Proctor's 80th birthday at the Bellagio, uh, the Bellagio Hotel in Vegas. Uh, so that was probably uh, uh, 2013, 2014, something like that. It was Bob's 80th birthday, and just a couple of speakers were there. Don and I were there, and, and Mark and Crystal, his wife, Mark Victor Hansen and his wife Crystal were there. And uh, maybe one or two other speakers that weren't too. Cynthia Kersey, I think, was there. Cynthia was there. She's a speaker. And then there were some other people. But the, most of them were Bob's family and friends, and, and we were just the only speakers. Anyway, I saw, I saw Mark at the Mark and Crystal at, the, at Blasio. And I just said to him, I said, we were talking about books. And I, so we were joking about how many books Chicken Soup had sold by then. It was a lot. And this is, this is a long time after this conversation in Mexico City, like 10 years. Yeah, probably 10 years. And I said to Mark, I said, you know, he says, how, how, how are you doing with your books? And I told him, I said, you know, you're the one that gave me the advice. And I told him a story. He goes, I have no memory of that whatsoever. I go, you wouldn't. It was a five-minute conversation we had backstage in Mexico City. He goes, I remember Mexico City because we were there with Bob Proctor and we had a big crowd, right? And I go, right. He said, I remember the venue. I, I remember you were there. I just don't remember the conversation. I said, well, you changed my life. He said, I want my cut. And I said, I don't, I don't know cut. And I said, you're joking about that. He, but I told him, I repeated what I just told you guys. I told him back. I said, I based the whole book on what you said. I took it like it was, you know, coming down from the mountain. He says, well, it must have worked. I said, it did. I said, I've written every book since, I've written since then. I've written with the same format, and it works. I had a plan. It was easy. It's easy to read. That's what I'd recommend to this day. Funny, because Mark never, he never remembered that. Not that he would, because it was just, you know, how many people asked the guy that wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul how to write a book? You know, it's not like, and he was on my board. I mean, I knew him and everything, but, you know, it was just some offhand comments to him. But to me, it was, you know, it was gospel. So I, I did that, and I would recommend, and to this day, every book I've written, I've written 12 books, I've done the same exact thing in every book, and when I do a lot of book signings with a lot of people, because I work big crowds before COVID anyway, big crowds, so you, if you got 500 people in a room, you're going to sign 300 books. You know, most authors, if I go down, me included, if I go down to my library in Buford, Georgia, where we live, a little town outside of Atlanta, I literally, could, no, no exaggeration, go to my library and say, hey, I'm an author, I've written 12 books, I've sold 1.7 million copies, I want to do a book signing on one of my books at the Gwinnett County Library, they'd probably say yes. You know how many people would show up? I'd be lucky if five people showed up, you know, um, because I'm not um, a public figure, but not a public figure where even in my hometown people really know me, okay? So, but because I work big crowds, you're in front of the crowd, so now you're now people come to your book signing. So I'll get three, four, five hundred people to book sign because of it. And when you do book signings, people tell you what they like and what they don't like sometimes. And what they always say they like is what Mark told me to write. Short, color, recommend other books. I think I got that from someone else. But, you know, these are the things they, rec they, they say. A lot of people say, oh, you wrote a toilet book. He wrote a toilet book. I'm like, toilet book? What? First time I heard that, I'm like, what? He wrote a toilet book. I said, what's a toilet book? They said, a book you can read on the toilet. You read like one chapter, and you don't have to read the next chapter to make that chapter make sense. It's not linear. It's just these little modules. And I can do one module at a time, and I can open up the book at page 53 or 153. And I'll learn something in two minutes or three minutes of reading it, and then I finish the whole chapter because they're three to 500 words long. Very simple. And that's what Mark told me to do. 
And so I did it. So I've written every book like that because people like it a lot of times. This is what they tell me because they like it because it's easy to read. It's simple. I use simple language. I write an eighth grade language. I have more than an eighth grade vocabulary. I think I have a ninth grade vocabulary. <laughs> but, but I write in eighth grade, you know, because I want people to understand it. I don't want to try to make it complex. I want to make it simple as possible and make it readable and make it fun and entertaining and all those things. That's what I would say. But you, you, you might have a different way to do it or, or a different strategy, and that's fine. Just as long as it works at the end of the day. That's my strategy. Again, I base it on Mark Victor Hansen's advice. Five minutes of advice. I've been doing it for 20 years. Pretty crazy when you think about that. I mean, it's been worth millions to me. And it was just five minutes of advice from someone who really knew what they were talking about. And he does, obviously. Great stuff. So maybe you have a different plan, but whatever it is, plan it out all the way. Do the whole plan for the book before you ever write a word. It'll make it easier. And then go to work. <clears throat> go to work then. And that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother um, conversation. If you want to know more about that, we have our Author Speaker Academy. Author Speaker Academy. You can check that out. Just Google Author Speaker Academy. It'll come up and... You can look at that. It's, it's, a, it's a membership site, and, and I have 35 hours of training on how to do all this stuff, the speaking and the writing and the nonfiction writing, and it's, it's a great, great uh, program we have. So you can learn more about that. But whatever it is that you end up doing with a book, make sure you plan it. That's really the biggest, biggest lesson. Okay. All right. With that, we're going to wrap this episode. Remember to subscribe at authorspeakerpodcast.org. Org, org, org. <laughs> authorspeakerpodcast.org. Okay, well email you every week with a new episode and with that thanks for listening see you next time